The first lady dazzles on election night in a... Tell me, what do you want me to do? Pledge allegiance to to the flag of the United States of America. Good morning, folks. If your ears are not deceiving you, today is May what? I have no idea. But today is the live show. I'm Jay Rao. And uh, we're doing a very special edition of On a Need to Know Basis this morning. Uh, instead of the serious side, so sit back and enjoy. I'm going to turn the reins over to Mr. L to the E to the S. All the players are in the house. What's going on, brother? How are you doing? Well, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning to you and mine. Good morning, Nessa. Good morning, Mary. Music, mine. Good morning, Rodea. Good morning, Momo B. Good morning, Rich Sister. Good morning, Kathleen. And good morning, my brother, Hawk. And good morning, my brother, Jerome. The number is 347 Let's bring in Miss Vanessa. Good morning, Vanessa. How are you? I'm better. I've got my cup of coffee. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Vanessa. Tiny faces. <laughs> good morning, good morning, good morning. Okay, so to explain what's happening this morning, uh, you know, being a dad, I have a daughter that's playing AAU basketball, so I am in Dallas, Texas this morning about to go and enjoy some good basketball. So instead of doing the serious side, on a need-to-know basis is a show that usually broadcasts after the serious side, so we're giving it an opportunity to go live this morning. Plus, it was going to be the Sunday morning roundtable anyway, where we, where our, our uh, panelists bring in their, their topics and, and things to discuss. So, Mr. Elias, without any further ado, I'm going to pass the baton off to you. Uh, this is going to be fun. Jerome's priest should be here. <laughs> I tell you what, what we do, let me tell you something. The reason why is because a lot of people get up and listen to this show. And so, you know, a lot, and I have to admit, the last, you know, six months or so, we have had, we have been inconsistent. We, you know, if, if, if I'm not available, then, then there's really no show. And that's not fair to people who really you know, uh, listens to this show. So, you know, we just have to make sure that we have something on the air for you. So, once again, the show is uh, on a need-to-know basis. It was going to be the Sunday morning roundtable anyway this morning. So, I tell you what we can do. Uh, let me see if I can send us to a quick break. Hopefully that'll give Mr. Jerome a free time to make it in the house. And if I can send us to a break, uh, and then we'll, uh, we'll hopefully he'll get here and we'll see what's going on. So in the meantime, in between time, like we always do, uh, during the normal show, we kind of mess around a little bit and talk about some things. Mr. Elias, man, what's on your mind this morning? I, I actually, I, I was a Sunday morning round table. I wanted to talk about the death ceiling and why we playing games with it. <laughs> you, know, you know, this, this is getting to be kind of hairy where they're talking about cutting, um, Stuff for poor people and Social Security and Medicare instead of instead of imposing a, a, a tax for the rich and the wealthy. That that if they imposed a one time one percent tax on the rich and wealthy, it would solve all our dang old problems. But hell, right? What they're talking about doing is increase, increasing the spending debt for our for for our military. Really? Right. Really? Right. So how, how do we keep how do we keep falling to the same damn trap? How much, how much money does the military need? And how, you know, and now you're talking about even cutting the, the poor people even more 
But, but hey, let's keep cutting the poor people and get a rich some more tax breaks because they need it. They, they definitely need it because they, they don't have enough millions and billions of dollars. But it's, it's insane yeah. to me, man. It's just dumb. It, it, it is insane. insane. It, it, it's ridiculous. You're right. It is definitely insane. Uh, so uh, what about you, Vanessa? What's on your mind this morning before we uh, go to break? You know what? I'm just so sick of them spending so much. I shouldn't say this. I'm so sick of them spending so much money over in Ukraine and helping mm-hmm. them, but yet they want to cut stuff from Medicare. I'm like, really? Take care of your mm-hmm. own people. And you know what? So you. Yeah, but but those are two different. See, when you're, you know, you know this. When you have government and you have diff, you have different funding sources. So the two really don't okay. correlate. Uh, but I see what you're saying. It's all coming from the federal government, but there are different entities within the government that have budgets. Okay. And so. So that man, means not really, huh? I'm just saying I don't want anything taken away from me. Maybe your phone, your phone is breaking yeah. up. Your phone is breaking up. Breaking up real, real, real bad. Tell you what, tell, oh, tell, right. tell you what, Vanessa. Hold your what thought. What I'm saying is, oh, my body is down. What, okay, what go I'm ahead. saying is pull the money from somewhere else. So that you don't have to pull it from the from the people who have been working all of these years to get their Medicaid and their checks and stuff. You want to pull it from that source. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You pull it from what but, you, I know it's two different. I know it's two different budgets. Well, no, no. I'm what, I, what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, this is how this is how when people don't understand how it works. This is what it's portrayed to to the American people. So the American people saying, well, we're pulling all this money, we're helping Ukraine, but we're taking money from social services. And that's exactly what the Republicans want you to say. But, you know, true, in a sense, what you're saying is correct, because all of it comes from the federal government. It's just a matter of where it comes from. So they're trying to take money from people who really need the money, but they want to, like Mr. Elias says, they want to pull, they want to ramp up money for defense, take money from defense. You know, take money yeah. from other entities instead yeah. of taking money from the social, you know, from our from the from the social security that a lot of people have worked for all their all their life to be able to rely on that in their golden years. So, I mean, I get it and I understand it. So, I tell you what we're going to do: we're going to step out. We're going to take a break right now. Um, I'm going to take this opportunity to say goodbye to you, cats. You guys enjoy the show. We've been doing this for a long time. You're going to get some good conversation. I guess the show can kind of morph between the serious side and on a need-to-know basis. Um, it was going to be Have the Sunday day. morning roundtable anyway. So if it's the Sunday morning roundtable, Mr. Elias, you know you're on the clock, and uh, we'll kind of go from there. So we'll step out, take a quick break, Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. Have a good day, Jay. I would definitely do that, but I would definitely be checking in as well as much as I can. But you know how it is in those gyms. It is loud, and the game starts in three minutes, and I have four miles to walk. All right, we'll be right back after this. Don't you go anywhere. You won't make it. You won't make it. Just shut up. I heard that. You Bye. <laughs>
Gentlemen, that was uh, oh, Janae Smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. All those boys are much too much. Those boys are much too much. Online radio at its best. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was uh, Janie Akua, and that was Summertime 2020. And uh, without any further ado, let's get into the show. Four, three, two, one. The first lady dazzles on election night in a... Tell me what you want me to do. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're into the heavy lifting of the show, and this is only need a very special edition, and only need to know basis with our very own Jerome Spree. So let's get into it, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, good morning, Jerome. How are you doing this morning? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good and shocked at the moment. So I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> That's what it is. Hey, I, hey, he just, <laughs> hey, look, I just got thrown into my tattoo, brother. 
think of it as any organization, a CEO or whomever, somebody sets the budget and you go to a different department and they order supplies, for example. Well, you don't say next year, well, we're not going to pay for the supplies that we already ordered. You can't do that. <laughs> you have to let the executive side govern. And I forgot who put that in place so that um, so that Congress has the ability to raise its own credit limit. They shouldn't have ever done that. But the Republicans are out of their mind is the moral yes. of this story. And at some yes. point, people are just going to call it, <laughs> call it what it is. You know, we they have to do something on their side just to be like, listen, we just can't keep going through this. And we just can't right. keep pacifying Republicans because, you know, there's a story out there now where um, people keep saying, hey, we should give Donald Chance, Donald Dotard a chance and we should listen to his ideas and stuff. And it's like, you know that guy tried to <laughs> overthrow the government. You know that. Right. So right. everybody who is asking just we should listen to him need to understand that they are part of the problem too, right? You're mm-hmm. letting certain people, you know, break rules, and then now you're saying, oh, we should listen to them. So the Republicans that, um, you know, Marjorie Taylor and all of those other fools, they're crazy. And so – Y'all need to understand, you need to deal with your crazies. <laughs> that is not our problem to actually pacify them. So that debt ceiling um, is you paying your bills. And so the United States love, love, absolutely love telling other countries what they should and should not do, but we won't pay our bills. We absolutely love that, right? But it is, I know this is not going to be a popular thing for a, set, for a Sunday morning, but it's kind of the pathology of white folks generally will make a rule for somebody else but don't want to follow it themselves, want a curtain. That's that whole Karen thing, right? They want to stand mm-hmm. in front of a line of people and don't want you to complain. Like, <clears throat> they just kind of we need to just deal with that and just say, hey, you know what? Just do the debt ceiling, pay your bills, and keep it moving. Because I wouldn't negotiate right. with Jack. Why? 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 You're holding it hostage. With some dumb stuff. This is this is dumb. This is money that's already been allocated. Why? Right. I, this is dumb. It is dumb. I, it, it just irritates me, man. And people keep well, holding these same clowns back in. You know what? <laughs> okay, so here's a here's a solution to that problem. Just lie to them. Yep, we cut Medicare. We cut Med. Just mm-hmm. lie to them. Because that's what yeah. they do. They sit there lying yeah. and do something different. Yeah. You but, know, that's what, but that's what are your thoughts on this? I got it. Good morning. Hey, good morning, Vanessa. I'm uh, glad you were coming in late. My bad. I was stalling. Go ahead. <laughs> My bad. Oh, I'm here. Oh, cool. I guess want to know, because in and out this week, what is Marjorie Taylor Greene trying to get Biden <laughs> and have his cabinet put out for? What What is she talking about? Um, yeah, I don't know. She's crazy. Yeah, she was, she's saying that they need to be removed from the cabinet. I mean, 
Okay, y'all will hear about it because I saw it in the middle of the night and I was like, what is she talking about? I just, she is so retarded. I just can't, I just got issues with her. Well, mm-hmm. I, well, actually, I do know what it is. She's tried, since, Pete, since Trump was impeached twice, they want to get an impeachment on Joe Biden's record. That's all that is. <laughs> Not that he did anything. They just have the numbers that they said, hey, we should just impeach him in the House just to impeach him. It's like watching, what's that, that fool's name? Um, the guy who allegedly had the molestation with the wrestling. He was a wrestling coach or something. What is his name? Oh, Jim Jordan. Jim Jordan. It's like Jim Jordan, right, where they're having hearings saying, oh, we got you, right? They're just making stuff up on the fly. So that's what she's doing. Yeah. She's trying to create something so that they have some talking points when it comes to Joe Biden. That's that's it. There's nothing else in there. So you can't believe her anyway. Yeah. Yeah, and I think they're all yeah, distracting. I think they're all just distracting because they should be all prosecuted for um, the January sixth stuff. I think mm-hmm. they're just distracting. Mhm. That, that's for sure. Because January sixth showed everybody what these people were about. And you know, every time you can sit there and say it's, it's like a normal walk in the park and all this other crap, come on, even a normal no, I, walk in the park, my brother. Why were y'all running from the house? <laughs> Why were y'all running in? Why were y'all? Yeah, I think. Come on. I think they had some involvement in it. Yeah. Like letting people in and having them survey, you know, surveillance. I think they had a hand in it, honestly. So, <laughs> if Vanessa, to answer your question, I think that's what Marjorie Taylor Greene's thing is: is that they're just distracting. What happened to the person? The congressperson on January 6th that opened the another meeting. What happened to that person? That I don't Nothing. know. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. Now, you know, the one, that, the one that was blocking the door, I can't remember his name. I think it was the congressman from, uh, I think it's New Jersey. He, he said, oh, it's nothing but a normal walk in the park. If you look at the video, same thing Tucker Carlson said. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and then Donald Trump said that the woman that got shot was shot by thugs. When have you ever heard Donald Trump talking about police officers that thugs? Right. You don't. You don't hear that. This is the kind of stuff that they turn and say, "Hey, look, this is this is how we're going to be. This is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to do it, and you're going to like it, and I have nothing to say about it." It's just, it's insane to me. I've never seen anything like this before in my life, and I'm actually kind of tired of dealing with it. They need to be voted out of office, and we need to we need to start all over again. And anytime you're paying, you should have term limits on everyone. That way, you, you can get rid of the corruption. You get rid of it. So if you if you keep voting these people in office, and you should be exposed for whoever whoever's giving you money, if, if it's dark money, you should be exposed for it. Yeah, it's, just, it's ridiculous. Yeah, they, they should. I I think that they're. The issue is, is that some people don't find them as a threat until, you know, you went ahead and got rid of, what was it, um, I forgot who the Supreme Court person was, who was like, oh, we're not going to tort, Roe versus Wade is settled law, and then get in there and overturn it. Like, they lie. Uh, Yeah, they do it all the time. 
Right. So the trick is, is like, what are you going to do about that when, when people are doing that? Because I understand why people dislike Democrats, but at least at least Democrats will come at it honestly about what they're going to do. They're like, mm-hmm. here's what we want to do, and they keep pushing towards it. Republicans will lie to you in your face and do something totally different tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and have no conscience about it. No conscience about none. And then act as mm-hmm. if you should ignore it. Remember, I was doing Obama's time. They did something, and then they were like, we need to move on. It's like you can't just yeah. do something to people, like get rid of their Social Security and be like, well, we can't blame, you know, we're not going to take the blame for that. We need to move on. You can't just do that. Mm-hmm. Right. You know? Yeah. Yes. And, so and, they, and that's what they'll do. And then and then uh-huh. people have short memory terms, and then they they they're like, oh oh, we didn't do that, you know. It's like they did Supreme Court justices, you know. It said he got ten months in office. Uh uh-uh. uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Donald Trump yeah. had two months in office, and they got they like ah oh, no, we can still do it. Mm-mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so yeah, I'd say it probably would be a slight constitutional. Not even a constitutional crisis. I think Trump had enough of those. I think that they would have to change how they're doing business if they just if the executive because he can just flat out order them to pay the the bills. Like, what are mm-hmm. they going to do to the president? That, like, they'll say, "Oh, we're going to impeach you because you decided to pay the bills." So, right. I mean, they'll try that, but you, it's not going to work, right? Mm-hmm. So, they need to just if I was him or advising him, I would just tell him, you know what, just go ahead and pay him. Because it's yeah. more detrimental to the U.S. to have its interest rates go, and then that will spin us into a recession, which I think the Republicans want. And so they just yeah. want him to look bad. So whatever they can do, they're going to blame him for it. But they're trying to blackmail him, is all that is. Hmm. Hmm. I don't get it. I, I, wish I, I wish I could understand it. They put this they, and, and the bad part of it is, 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 okay, is guys. Trump's debt ceiling. Hmm? So, so my assistant, <laughs> my assistant brought me uh, this article that says that Mike Neerman, who is 57 years old, a Republican senator from Oregon, was captured on surveillance video with the demonstrators. He was opening up the door for them. Yeah. And he finally got charged. He got charged. Oh, he did? Okay. Uh-huh. This article says that he was charged. Was charged yeah. on Friday in connection with the breach. This is a January a article. Was it? Oh, okay. It was, I was gonna say, it was a January just, article. Just okay. Yeah. But, they, uh-huh. but also there was um, someone who worked for one of the senators, like, you know, because they had to sign some folks in that they were doing surveillance. So there were some of the senators and Congress, or some, sorry, somebody in Congress, and I don't know if it was Jordan's office or someone else, but someone who worked for them helped coordinate with one of those um, folks that brought, breached the Capitol. So that's what I was talking about. It's like, yeah, some people held the door open. Some, uh, some other people, mm. you know, who was the FBI agent who recently – said that um, 
he didn't want to be a part of arresting somebody who broke the law because he, he I forgot how he phrased it, but he believed in their cause. Of course, they stripped their security clearance, two of them. Stripped their security wow. clearance just for testifying with um, with Jordan in that committee, saying that he was empathizing with the people who were breaking the law. Mm. So, wow. Yeah. So that's, like I said, that's always a problem when you're dealing with people who are going to flat out lie to you, who's trying to overthrow the government, and then if they do it, then they'll be like, oh, y'all should believe in the government now because we got it. I don't know yeah. That. Wow. Yeah. I don't get it. I, I mean, man, look, there's, there's, Vanessa, you're 100% right. He, he probably opened the door up, but there's probably way more people involved in that thing than that. And they, they're not going to investigate themselves. So how do you be, how do you uh, so enthralled with a man that you're going to overturn the government? How do you become so enamored with somebody that you're going to overturn the government and you don't give a damn about anything but what you want about I, I got to put Trump back in office. Why, how, how, why is he such a powerful force, man? I don't get that. I, I, I'm still right. trying to understand that. I am. I, it just, yeah. it, uh, I don't know. And actually, I don't think that he's that powerful because they, they're saying that He's still polling bad. He can't. He won't win. It's not that he can't win. He won't win, right? But that's where that that crazy dude DeSantis comes in, you know. So, you know, they they, they the Republicans want him to step out of the way because you have, you know, DeSantis that's doing crazy stuff. You have that dude out there. But just for them wanting him is problematic to the rest of the country because they they really? like. I think there's people who like the chaos. And he's trying to raise black culture in Florida, period. Because he's getting rid of African-American studies, but he ain't got rid of the, the, the white American, ain't got rid of uh, teaching white American studies, ain't got rid of Asian-American studies and Latin-American studies, but he got rid of black American studies. He's trying to raise, he's trying to raise black folks. And he's letting you know, black folks say, I don't, I don't care about it. It's me. This is what I want to do. And, and right. black folks still vote for I don't understand how you vote for somebody Who's trying to erase your history? And you won't teach you won't teach history? Really? And you talk about critical yeah. race theory and, and, and it's not even taught in high schools. But yet and still you don't want to teach you don't want to teach you don't want your white kids to feel bad because they answer what their ancestors did to us. <laughs> and what they did yeah. to, to, to the uh to, to the uh, indigenous people here. You know, you don't want yeah. you don't want you don't want to teach them that. It isn't bad. I, I'm just so sick of politics at this point in time, man, because it's like people don't get it that, look, man, you know, the, the, you got to look and in, in dive into, down into it, man. If a Democrat is, is horse, is a bunch of crap, he's a bunch of crap. It is what it is. And, they, and then right. and these people, the law and order, the law and order people, yet still they put uh, the, 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 the Santos back in office they voted him back in. And when you put him put on the floor, he got 13 charges against him. Right. And you put him back in office. You say, oh, no, mm-mm. his vote is more important than, 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 than the integrity. Right. I, this, this, it, 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 it befuddles me, man. Right. Yep. I agree. 
I agree. They're just they're barking up the wrong tree and they keep backing the wrong horse. But like I said, mm-hmm. the issue is is that we have to, as a country, start, you know, disregarding the Republican side. But the problem with, you know, even walking away from them is that more Republicans are joining the Democratic Party, which is making the Democrats more conservative. So that's also a problem. Right? So they're like, oh, I want to go over there with the cool kids. And it's like, you're crazy. That's how the (laughs) Democratic Party switched anyway. Because, you know, the racist people were, you know, flopped from one side to the other. So they were all Mm -hmm. Democrats, the racist folks. And then, you know, the Republicans was there, and all the racist people came over to the Republican side. And now the Democrats became the cool kids again, and now they want to go back. I mean, we have obvious history about this, but, you know, it, it is something that I think that we always see a pendulum swing when people lose power. But one of the things that I will not worry about is even people like DeSantis trying to erase history because they've been trying to erase history for a long time. And what are you going to do, ban the Internet? I mean, the issue yeah. is now. Yeah. <laughs> there's too much because it was a vacation, like it was a transatlantic cruise. Then they're not about how we really. Your phone is breaking up bad, baby. Your phone is breaking up real bad. Okay, you hear me? You hear me? Yeah, we hear you now. Let me hear you now. Okay, they are really trying to change history by making it seem like black people came over here on a transatlantic cruise. Like it was our choice to come over here. That's how he's trying to change the history books because they don't want these white kids to realize how they stole the country from the Indians, how they just, they don't want the kids to know who they really are. Yeah. Right. But but more, but more, more than that, Vanessa, like, it's not the transatlantic slave trade literally had only about eight percent of people who were traveled here from Africa, right? I think the real problem is is that when you get deeper you'll find out that black people are native to North America. And that's gonna be a little bit more problematic because even I think it was I think it was nineteen thirteen that they changed the classification First of all, they changed the classification from Indians to coloreds because they wanted everybody to be the same, and then they turned the colors to Negroes. So they actually made the Native people here, the black people here, they changed their status from Native to colored so that now they have no claim of any of that land that Mm. black people sat on. So you want to talk about the whole Virginia area, you know, the Virginia, South Carolina, the black folks who were native, there were black natives in New York State. And I can't even think of the tribe's names that were there. And what happened was once they started changing their classification, they started only using, um, you know, that for certain classes of people because if black people took that kind of pride in being here and owning some of this land, they're going to want it back. They didn't want them to have you know, any kind of reservation or any kind of claim to this land as well. That's why when you start going in the South and Oklahoma and all that, that's why all of those Native people look like white people, because they, at some point, 
um, prior to that, they sold, I think they called them $5 or something, but they actually, you can claim Native heritage when they started trying to settle the West, and all you had to do is pay $5, and, you know, you can claim being Native. The white people started but buying into But you know what, Jerome? You know what, though? That's how you got light-skinned black people in the first place, and that's all over the world. But when Bobby and I travel, a lot of times, and I know this sounds weird, on some of the tours, like even St. Martin, we have seen the slave masters. We saw Bobby's family name all over the cemetery, and that's how we got the last names in the first place, was from the slave masters. Because I said, why are all of these Hayneses in this cemetery dating way back to the 1915, 18 or whatever? And they said these were the slave masters and that the name of the people came from the slave masters. So it's a lot right. of Bobby's people over there in St. Martin. And even when we just left Europe, we, my friends went to a grave site and saw a grave that was dated 1915. And some of those people were like slave masters and stuff. So it's, 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 it's far past right, they, Oklahoma. Right. I'm saying they just changed everybody's identity, though, Vanessa. Like, they made them change their names. And so that doesn't they mean that the they're slave related masters. to them. A lot of them, they said, Jerome, I'm just telling you, mm-hmm. they gave you their name. No, they I didn't, know. They didn't mm-hmm. change, yeah, they gave, the slave masters gave the people their name when they stole them. Right. Well, it's the only thing about that is, is that we just like when we travel to go and see the, 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 the story on the slave people. When we were in the Dutch Islands, the lady was showing us in November how the slaves took leave and made a fence around so that people couldn't see off into their little area. And so we saw what, child, when I went to Nashville, I saw where, uh, where 50 slaves slept in a room the size of my guest bathroom. So, I mean, it just, cha-cha. These white people need to leave us alone. They do. They need to leave us alone. We didn't been through enough. And the history yeah. needs to be told. Yeah, the history needs yeah. to be told on this. Everywhere we go, we try to go and see it. Everywhere we go, we try to go and see something about the slaves or they, of how they treated us and where they shackled us, everywhere we go. We really do. It's cr- well, I don't know what wow. it is about me and Bobby to do that. Right. But, well, you know, my, my point is, is I was just saying that we need to actually go back a little farther than that, and I think that's more of the problem. Nobody, I don't think that, especially in this country, they don't care about people learning slave history. I don't think that's their thing. I think going back a little farther, even knowing the word Mexican, referred to people who had African blood. That was not a term. So Mexico is actually named that. So whether you're Asian and black, whether you were uh, whatever native was at that point, black, anybody who had black blood was called Mexican. So that's when they colonized Mexico and then called it Mexico because it had all these people who had black ancestors. And we know the truth is is that everybody has black ancestors because everybody comes from black people. So white yeah. skin or dark skin doesn't matter because black folks were in all shades to begin with. They weren't just dark. So all of those gene mutations that comes out of us 
are colors in our own spectrum. Remember, like, you cannot, under no circumstances, get black from white. White comes from black, and black is no color. So if you ever want to go that far into it, you can see that all the colors in the spectrum comes from black. It never comes from white because white is the polar opposite of that when it comes down to um, um, color spectrum or even electrolyte spectrum stuff. You'll find that white is not a variation, or I'm sorry, everything is not a variation of white. And we've been taught that. We were like, hey, you have white, and then you add all these colors to it. It's the complete opposite, right? All of those colors come from black. So you're talking about changing education and how people think, and, oh, that's critical race theory, and that's controversial. It's not controversial because if you want to design a website and you go online, zero, zero, red, black, red, blue, and green, zero, 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 which is no color, is black. So science tells us this. So every time you add a number or a letter to any of those variations, F, 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 F is white. That's the extreme opposite of having no color. So everything comes from black. So I think that when we start teaching history, we should teach it from farther back. And I think that's where the fear is. Because once, once you realize that you're not the universe, then that's problematic, and I think that's what they're protecting. I don't think it's slave trade, because if you make everybody believe that they're slaves, they're still subservient, and they're like, look what y'all did to us. But teaching the fact that, you know, you're not going to get spit off the planet no matter what you do is a whole different empowering kind of conversation. (laughs) You know, you've been here for millions of years. Um, So technically, all of these tricks that you played as far as, you know, you know, re- redoing history and trying to make it look like you and all of that other stuff, that's not working. You have to go back farther, even to what we call the Dark Ages. There's no such thing as the Dark Ages. Why would you have history prior to that and then go 700 years without any history and then make it up again? You have history doing that 700 years. And rather, I, I think that, the, I think it's, in fact, I actually know this. Hold on. Give me a second. It is in, um, I want to say it's in seven, oh, 17, 1751. There, this is in writings from Ben Franklin, 1751. Ben Franklin listed black nations on this earth as Spain, France, Italy, Russia, Sweden, Germany, and America. Ben Franklin said that those were black nations. But that's the history that's problematic. So if you want to Google and look that up, go back a little farther than the slave trade. Because they knew that those were all black nations. Even the Mayans were um, African. So that's one of those things that when you have white folks writing history who are liars and who are flat-out racist, and colonizers, of course, they write history to put people in subservient positions. And I don't know why nobody doesn't expect that. But once that happens, you know that you can't go back to their books to literally tell you anything. What you could do is read Christopher, Christopher Columbus, his, um, his writings, his diaries, 
and who he found when he came into the Caribbean. You can read Ben Franklin's personal writings it, that says that when he listed black nations as France and Italy and Russia, when he listed those. So we're using people's own words. That's not us making this up as black folks. So when people start telling the truth, it's a harder pill to swallow for folks when um, even their people are saying that. They just want to start off from a certain spot that makes us subservient um, so that we keep perpetuating the same thing. Okay. Well, uh, I think it's about time for us to take a break. I'm a little confused where these breaks are, so... Uh, forgive me. Um, let's see if this is one. <laughs> yeah, right. Take a moment of There you go. Yeah, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back after this. Oh, so, um, shooting um, Jerome, are you ready for the, uh, for the unreasonable basis? Yeah, we can do that or let Vanessa throw one out there um, before we go in. Okay, so, Vanessa, I mean, Vanessa, you do you... Have something you want to talk about, or you want to go on a need-to-know basis? Nope. I'm uh, just enjoying it. Okay, well, we're going on a need-to-know basis right after this, Chiro. All right, we'll be right back okay. after this, folks. All right. Online radio at its best.
We got the spirit. We're hot. We can't be stopped. We got the spirit. We're hot. We can't be stopped. We're going to beat them and bust them. The smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. After he was seen with his arms around Jordan Neely's neck in a deadly chokehold on a New York City subway, Daniel Penny is possibly facing up to 15 years behind bars. The 24-year-old Marine Corps veteran in handcuffs after turning himself in just after 8 a.m. this morning. He did so voluntarily and with the sort of dignity and integrity that is characteristic of his history of service. To this grateful nation. <laughs> Prosecutors say they reviewed the disturbing video showing Penny choking Neely for at least three minutes on a subway train on May 1st and say at the point that the defendant releases his arm from Mr. Neely's neck, Mr. Neely appears to be unconscious. Penny was initially questioned and released without charges, setting off days of protests in the city, calling for his arrest. The incident highlighting issues of balancing caring for the vulnerable with concerns about public safety. Neely was known for impersonating Michael Jackson on the subway. He also suffered from mental illness and homelessness and was known to outreach workers as someone in dire need of help. And while police say Neely acted aggressively toward riders on the subway that day, sources tell ABC News that Penny was not specifically threatened by Neely. Attorneys for Neely's family criticizing the decision to charge Penny with manslaughter and not murder. The consequences of manslaughter, too, is 5 to 15 years. Ask yourself, is that enough? Is that enough for someone who choked somebody out on the train and took their life? 5 to 15 years. Daniel Penny did not enter a plea to that one count of second-degree manslaughter, but he is free tonight on a $100,000 bond. His lawyers say today's arraignment is the first step in a long process to get to the truth. At the end of that process, they say they fully expect Penny to be exonerated of all charges. The next hearing date is set for July 17th. All right, folks, that's a clip from last week. Uh, I thought it was important to let it run because that shows you how white America treats black America. This man choked a man out, and, that, and he came in with integrity to take away this man's dignity and choke him out. But, you know, without any further ado, let's get to the, 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 the meat and potatoes of the show. And that's on the need to know basis with my main man, Mr. Jerome Free. Jerome, the floor is yours, my brother. What are we talking about this week? Okay, so, you know, there's a couple of things going on in the world, just a few. You know, the first um, human drug trial in the U.S. for a pill that reverses nuclear radiation um, poison is on, it will be on the market soon. So there's a clinical trial set to be carried out, I don't know. Plymouth, Michigan. <laughs> now, oh, my God. They're testing something out with Flint, with the water crisis, people poisoned from lead, all of this other stuff, but they're set a clinical trial to be carried out in Plymouth, mm. Michigan. Um, it was uh, mm. barely mm. two days 
for the ex-RBT warned that Russia could soon uh, use nuclear weapons to Ukraine. Now, I don't know what that means, and I don't know what Plymouth is, but for people in Plymouth, that wow. might want to ask some questions. Yeah. Right. First human drug trial. Wow. Now, if you don't know, speaking of history and critical race theory and all of that nonsense, here's the thing. And it's not, that's nonsense to actually call it that because truth should be just truth. So it's not race theory. It is the truth. But do you know that the government um, put radiation in Similac just to see how it worked in the human body? Yeah. When they first developed it. Yeah. Radiation was put in Similac for children. So I'm actually a little scared to when they started talking about doing human trials. I don't know if people are volunteering for it or not, but you better be careful. Um, Have they ever volunteered now, for it? They usually do. They usually get, you usually get volunteers or you're paid to do a trial, a drug trial. But since this is a national security thing, when you start talking about radiation, um, who knows? Who knows what kind of trials they're doing? But I'm sure they've done trials before because there used to be radiation pills anyway. Um, you know, for those of us who remember fallout shelters at our elementary school, I think they stored. Um, I think they stored pills uh, in case there was radiation contamination. Um, so anyway, I'm not sure if they work, but apparently they're looking for new. Um, or creating new drugs for that. I mean, I guess the potency would wear off, right? So, I would say use them in countries that actually are, you know, where where was that? Um, it was Russia that that nuclear plant. It was in the Ukraine, Chernobyl, where it went down. So they could use those pills there. I'm sure they have some people who had slight radiation poisoning. All right. Now, even. Um, the World Health Organization is warning against artificial intelligence, and they say it's imperative that we pump the brakes on it. So in a statement published on Tuesday, the WHO, which is the World Health Organization, said it was enthousi- uh, enthusiastic about the appropriate use of potential AI, but had concerns over how it would be um, how it would be used to improve diagnostic care in the U.S. So if it's used it for something specific, it's fine. But AI has already told you that it finds humans useless. So you haven't started <laughs> thinking about yeah. you know, handling yeah. nuclear codes and stuff. AI might get rid of your butt just to get rid of you. Yeah. You know. But, um, and that's not, that's not the only thing. You know, chat uh, GPT has officially or is officially an iPhone app. So that AI chatbot hit smartphones today. So it it's spelling badly for no clones. What'd you say? Don't want no yeah. parts of it. I've seen a report on how yeah. people are keeping their, their, their phones and they keep the Apple Pay on their phones and all this other stuff. I don't want to pay for nothing on my phone because when your phone gets stolen, people are ripping your money off, man. So, no. Right. Right. Yep. OpenAI is, is, is um, widely popular chat boxes available on that, on that app. 
um, and it let, it's letting people know, um, well, it's letting people ask the chatbot questions using your voice, and, um, you know, they're saying that it, it's the beginning and end of the other AIs, but I don't think so. But the inventor of chat um, GPT, this Sam Altman, he admits that AI could cause um, sufficient harm to the world as he testified yeah. in front of Congress. And he said that Open that. AI, yep, Open AI CEO um, Sam Altman is defending his chat um, GPT system to Congress, but he claims that AI could be um, uh, um, a, a printing press moment. Like it could be good but it could cause um, significant harm, just regular AI could. So they said that, you know, the companies need to work with lawmakers, but you can't work with the Republicans. <laughs> like, we just talked about that. <laughs> work with them nuts. You don't know what AI would do to you if they had their if they had their way with it. Do you imagine? I'm, I'm actually worried. I'm worried, yeah. I'm actually worried about the election, man. What, what's, what's going on with the election this year, man? With all the misinformation yeah, and all the stuff that's going to happen. Yeah, you're going to have a crazy. bunch of misinformation. You know, yes. I, yes. I read websites with a lot of conservative um, um, companies, from a lot of conservative companies, and just the way they're framing, you know, Joe Biden and he is not going to make it and blah, 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 they're wishing illness on that man. And if you keep saying it enough, people start looking it. at them and be like, yeah, right. So it's like a self-fulfilling thing. Those guys know what they're doing. So if you had an AI that was doing the same thing, you'd be like, oh, that's not Joe Biden. It's a clone, right? Like they would yeah. start throwing stuff <laughs> out there and people would start believing yeah. it. So you have mm-hmm. to really watch these AI systems because they know how powerful information is because we don't sift information well right now. Right, it's a part of and that's for you sure. know our conversation. That's why mm-hmm. Vanessa and I we're not arguing, but that's the point that I always kind of make is that our history does not begin at slavery, because if we do begin it, if we do start there, it gives the people who are colonizing you and oppressing you the upper hand of making you feel like you were subordinate to someone. You weren't subordinate to anyone. The problem is with slavery, is that we trusted white folks not to do something that they actually did. And I think that's where critical race theory kicks in is that people like DeSantis and and those guys don't want to hear how evil white folks have been to other people on this planet. So mm-hmm. history sure. sounds bad, but just don't be them. If white folks, if you have some guilt, don't be them. That's the only thing I can yeah. tell you. But history tells you, that Hitler was not the worst person on this planet. And, by the way, send Joe comments to comments because we're just going to throw it away. I don't, you know, Jay's, Jay's going to have his inbox filled. But Hitler wasn't the worst person on this planet. King Leopold, like, I think he killed something like 200, 100 million Africans. Africans. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. King of Belgium. Mm-hmm. Yes. So if he's mm-hmm. not looked at worse than, than Hitler who, you know, um, obviously is evil as hell. But if you're not, if you can't look at Leopold, nobody looks at Belgium yes. like they were Germany, but you should. Right. 
they have mm-hmm. some amends to make themselves. Yes. So, yeah. Yes. They, I read that story about him. I was like, damn. He didn't give a damn about nobody. He just killed people. Yeah. Uh-huh. They said, yeah, so if you wouldn't work or something, they would cut a limb off first. And, you know, so there's a lot of people who had, like, you know, their hand cut off or their wrist cut off. It wasn't because they stole or anything. It was because they were mm-hmm. trying to get people to work in slave labor. So your humanity has to suck really bad for you to think that that was okay. Mm-hmm. So that's something that we always have to remember when it comes down to history is that history does not have to make you upset, but history does have to, you know, do something to make your awareness a little bit different. You know, I spoke at um, a retreat for uh, this university students. I, I was going to a retreat with them. And one of the things that I kind of talked to them about is a little bit of history. And I know that, you know, you have to understand that school, whether it is elementary, junior high, high school, or college, school is programming you to think a certain way because that's what it was going mm-hmm. for. I think it was John yeah. D. Rockefeller that says that, um, I, I think it was the their foundation that was requiring everybody to go to school because they thought that there would be better workers and they didn't want free thinkers. Yeah. So mm-hmm. when you think about something like chat, um, GPT, and all this other AI, AI is terribly flawed because it's taking data and information from those people who were lying in, and all of this other stuff, and it's using that data to make judgments. So I tell most black folks that I know to never put information into AI because it does not actually understand black people if it's looking at it through the eyes of white people. They're always going to make bad decisions. That was just my little yeah. advice for folks <laughs> who think about adding because that's the big push is to say, what do we need to do to get people adding data to make AI smarter? And I say to black folks, do not make AI smarter about you because white folks don't know you right now. Right. That's why they really don't have that much empathy. Um, so if, they're, if, if AI is only taking data that exists that was written by people who don't know you, then AI knows nothing either. Don't ever fear yeah. AI because of that. It, is, it will always be limited. Because this perspective is going to be bad. Now, NAACP president, I know we kind of talked about this a little bit, but the NAACP president and CEO, Derek Johnson, um, said that um, put an advisory out for people not to go to Florida, a travel advisory. Mm-hmm. Yes. He said, yeah, he said that uh, it's a direct response to their governor's aggressive attempts to erase black history and to restrict diversity, um, equality, and inclusion programs in Florida schools. So on Saturday, he issued an advisory um, to not travel to Florida. And so here's the thing that's funny with this, is that I can't remember, this was during Trump's time, but I don't know if it was a Super Bowl or an event that Florida was doing, and they were people were changing their conferences and stuff away from them oh, we'll change our policy back. I think that company no, that do that to Florida. Man, that was Where was it? Was it Georgia? Yeah. Yep, it was Georgia. And they took the uh 
it was like a when it was a uh, hang it what was Award it called? Show. Yeah, it was something like that. Yeah, uh, it, was, it, it was something of that nature. Yeah, they they took it away from it. I was like, yep, that's what they need to happen. Yeah. So yeah, that that is a a, a way to get around that to say, look, we're not taking Wait. this from you fools. <laughs> so Jerome, I'm sitting over here yeah. laughing while you're talking about black people telling black people to. Boycott Florida because Tom Joyner got Tom Joyner got the Tom Joyner cruise going on in Florida. He left yesterday. You know what? That would be on that so, in a minute. So they so they got tons <laughs> of black people now. And then the next thing is they should be mad at no, that no, fool. But wait, but wait, they should be mad at that fool because Disney then cut two thousand jobs. And little children don't understand. We're not going to Florida. Well, why are we not going to Florida, Mama? Because of DeSantos. Well, who is that, Mama? I mean, Biff was sitting over here cracking up, laughing because he <laughs> is an idiot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. They're, yeah, they're not saying flat out boycott Florida. There's, it's a travel advisory. So if you're going to do something, go. You know, if you're going to go on a cruise, go to your go on the cruise. But don't dump any money in Florida. If you have a convention, consider doing it someplace else. They're saying just it's a travel advisory. They're not saying boycott it yet because there's a ton of black people in Florida. And if you know Florida, you know the black Seminoles or the Seminoles are black. It's what that word means. So Florida was not settled by white folks. The native people of Florida were black as well, even when the Spanish was there. So if you anybody want to look at that, just go look up John Horse, and you'll see how that worked with the Seminoles. So a lot of free people, people who escaped other states, ran to Florida because those folks did not play. You know, and that's where, you know, um, what is his name on the $20 bill? Andrew Jackson. That's where he got his fame from because they didn't want to honor the 40 acres and a mule and all that other stuff. And they went there and slaughtered people. It was um, Andrew Jackson that did that. But if you want to check out some history of Florida, and you want to go back to the Seminoles and the Seminole tribe and all of those guys, that those were black folks that were, you know, when the Spanish pulled out, it was um, the place I've been that black. Jackson mentioned around. I've been to Jackson. Which, uh, uh, I've been to Jackson. <laughs> in history. I, I didn't hear you. You broke up a little bit. Say it again. I said, I have seen Andrew Jackson's mansion with all those magnolia trees, black people planted, and I have seen his slave quarters. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah it's I, all interesting. And I don't really even advocate for, like, destroying stuff like that. I just think that we need to stop putting it on a pedestal like um, that is something that we have to fear. That people have done some evil stuff. And we need to be reminded of the evil stuff that people do. I don't believe that I would encourage people to get married in a mansion. You know, I don't believe that Paula Dean was right in saying that she want to have a, a, a reunion with black servants and stuff. Like, that stuff oh is crazy. Oh, my God. <laughs> right? you, know what, you know what, though, Jerome? Crazy. But when I saw it, but, but I went with my church. 
And so when I saw it, because the church, uh, the pastor was doing a sermon and then the choir was singing and that was what did we do? And you know what? We were kind of crying. And we were crying because we saw all the magnolia trees in a neat row and how beautiful it was. And we knew that the black people had done it. And we got to see where they lived. And we were just crying because it's so many black people that's out there hanging out, ain't doing nothing with their life. But we know black people are worth more than that because we've seen the mansions that black people have built with their hands, not white people. So, you know, sometimes it's, we need to go back and look at what our people did way back when and know that the kids now could do better than what they're doing, that some of them are doing, because a lot of them are making a lot of money. But they, they, some of them can do better. So I, I like seeing it, what what the, the people from a long time ago, a hundred years ago, or whatever, has done. Because when you see those magnolia trees in a row, it's amazing to see it. Because the, the black people did it. What a white folks yeah. planting no magnolia trees in a row. It, well, it was so I don't know why DeSantos wants to get all of that stuff out of the book. That really bothers me about him, and it kind of bothers me about these statues and stuff that's being moved because I think those statues are a reminder as to where people came from. And so when you were playing that song, Les, and the song was talking about his mama was a maid and she cleaned houses, you know, I remember back to when Bobby and I were struggling and and I had to go and help clean office buildings and stuff at night with my brother to be able to have extra money. And how I've cleaned white people's silver and houses and stuff like Molly made or whatever with a company I worked with in order to make it. So, but now these children, you tell them to do something like that. They'll look at you like, have you lost your mind? So sometimes <laughs> these kids need to go back and look. Yeah, because when I was in college, didn't nobody pay for me to go to college? I had to try to get through as far as I could with college by doing whatever I needed to do and working wherever I needed to work. So sometimes, Jerome, I just think that our children need to look, stay unfocused on what it is now, and they need to know what our forefathers did to get us there. I bet you my daughter don't even know I cleaned houses and office buildings. And I'm going to tell her that. Because I, I, when I heard it in that song you just played, Liz, I said, you know what? I don't even think mm-hmm. Jessica knows. I don't even think my daughter knows that I cleaned mm-hmm. houses and that I cleaned office mm-hmm. buildings at night. So I wow. need to have that conversation with her so she'll know and maybe she'll appreciate what we've done to get her where she is. So anyway, mm-hmm. I didn't mean to interrupt, but I just had to drop that line off in there. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, I, I was trying to think of the doctor. There's a documentary on um, some Aborigines Australians, and the the thing that you said about you know people getting their life together is is difficult um, kind of to take because that's a that's a perspective, right? And so in that documentary, one of the Aborigines said that white folks keep telling them. You know, you need to stop drinking and gambling and getting your life together. And he goes, that's what freedom is. We choose not to. We choose not to integrate with y'all. So what we drink, but you took all of our land, right, is what depression is. And so people are feeling certain kind of ways about being oppressed, 
and they handle it in various different ways. But I cannot. It was done by this black guy who's from England, and I cannot remember his name. But he interviewed Aborigines people in Australia, and it's a really good documentary. I'll try to find the name of it. But it made perfect sense that they were strong enough to not even take the criticism from white folks that they should be integrated into white folks' society because they were like, we should not. And however we choose to live, mind your business, is how they, is how they framed it. So that's such a wow. thing. We always want everybody to do well, but it is really still stressful when it goes against your nature, when you know that something else is wrong. Um, that's why right now we're coming into a greater awakening, and it's unnerving white folks so much that they're, you know, getting rid of abortion and doing all these things because their population is decreasing so rapidly. And they're getting scared. Yeah. Scared that the majority of people on this planet will have some kind of governance over them, and they're really scared of payback. But yeah. what they don't know, what white folks don't know, is that black people don't really consider them. Nobody wants payback. We don't really care. And I think that in their head, they can't wrap themselves, their head around the fact that payback. Yeah, I, I don't think that they understand that. And I can tell you, just from interacting with people, like politically and folks saying, oh, we need to have a curfew because of this and our children, I'm like, black people aren't concerned with you. I mean, I don't know what you're watching in Hollywood or what kind of images they're selling to you on the news that's trying to scare you, and the Republicans are like, look at what they're doing, and it's scaring your children. The reason that white kids sometimes are going wayward is because they're oversimplifying black interaction and black culture. So everybody wants to do hip-hop now, and even white supremacists are doing hip-hop records, which is crazy and funny to me. Right? So... We have, we, we have to look at the world different, and again, it's the thing that Rockefeller did not want people to do, is they don't like free thinkers, right? They want us to get inside the matrix and want us to just be worker bees, you know? Go to school, get a job, and work for somebody else. Don't create that. So yeah, we have to be really careful. Yeah, when you mentioned when you mentioned that earlier, I, I thought about that. I was like, wow, that's the reason they wanted you to go to school. Is that, mm-hmm. I, I, I can't remember who it was. It was either Rockefeller or somebody like that. It was like, yeah, they make, you know, you, you, I don't want nobody getting smart. I want you to be dumb yeah. as you can be. Get you go to school, get an education. That way you know how to at least read and work on stuff. Like, wow. Yeah, I can't remember which Rockefeller it was, but it was a Rockefeller. John D., I okay. think, was our governor of New York State. But there was a Rockefeller prior to him. But that, yeah, he that was a quote because it was mm-hmm. from the Rockefeller yeah. Foundation that they kicked in and said, hey, everybody needs to go to school. And they made it a, a law. That, I mean, you can still get arrested if you don't send your child to school. But they, most mm-hmm. people don't know that that was put in from an industrialist that wanted a higher quality workforce. So they wanted everybody mm-hmm. to go to school. Hence, you know, the university system is based on Gottingen University in Germany, which was created to make people think like white folks. Mm. Right? So that specifically 
wanted you to have perspective. So each university system is based off of the same university that want to give you the perspective of Europeans. So it's you know, I, I got a nephew. On, I got a nephew in high school, right? And this this kid, uh, you know, they, he, he's a freshman. He plays baseball. Now, um, we went to, a, to to his baseball game the other night, and um, man, listening to these kids talk, then I'm going to college to further their education. They're going straight into the workforce at 18. They're like, oh, yeah. I don't want no more education. I'm going straight to well, out, of, out of the five teams that are graduating, only one is going to college. The rest of them are going, to, going straight into the workforce. I was like, wow, nobody's talking about starting their own thing and doing their own thing. They're going to work for somebody else. I, I thought that right. was pretty interesting. I was like, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. See, the, the problem is, is that these, the kids, and I remember, you know, I'm old enough to remember, when they started taking history out of school, right? Stop right. doing like social studies. So they stopped brainwashing people. You know, George Washington chopped down the cherry tree stuff. And once they stopped doing that, these kids have become free from their perspective. Uh, that's where, you know, the DeSantis and those guys kick in and, and whatever Texas governor is. Like, that's where mm-hmm. their ideology kicks in. Because I think in Texas, you have to take Texas history, right? Because programming somebody is really important when you're in school. You have to keep it. Right. Yeah. So, you you know, you do need to know the Alamo, but you need to know the Alamo from from Texas side opposed from Mexican side, right? Like, you need to know it so that you're, you look at the world in a certain perspective. And, again, that's why we have such a problem now, or we don't really have the problem. The issue is is that white folks have a problem that they are trying to put it back in the bag. So they're really upset that they're like, how come people don't love white folks? Like, they're really upset about that, but people aren't programmed the same because they took it out of school. You know? I'm not advocating for that, by the way. I'm just saying that if you if you want to know where that started, it started because with people not teaching history, then you're not having people think the same way. And so it's hard to get these people to want to have the um, the fictitious American dream because it, mm. it was, like Malcolm X said, it was somebody else's nightmare, <laughs> right? Yeah. Your, who's that? Um, uh, Gil Scott Herring, uh, A White Man's Heaven is a Black Man's Hell. I think that was mm-hmm. the song. But yeah, yeah. So, so it's a perspective. You know. So yeah, wow. and you know, I, I um, outside of that, I wanted to say that G- GM, by the way, uh, didn't do the car stories, has recalled seven hundred thousand SUVs in the U.S. due to potential deadly defects that percent that prevent <laughs> children's cars from being strapped in security. So if you have a GM, they're saying. They voluntarily issued a recall of their SUVs, and the problem mm. came from the suppliers that didn't. Um, that I guess they did a variation of um, powder coating that was applied to the anchors on the cars, and they don't secure. Uh-huh. They probably just slipped off, but they don't secure car seats. Oh, wow. anyway. <laughs> um, yep. 
Now, BMW has de- debuted their zero-admission yacht, you know, just in case you think about getting one. You and Vanessa, or Vanessa. On <laughs> 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 all these cruises, just in case you just think you just want to get a yacht, BMW mm-hmm. has a zero-admission yacht um, that they debuted at the Cannes, um, the film festival, and it is complete with a voice-controlled, uh, I don't know why it's a 32-inch, uh, touchscreen display, and um, I know this is not a selling point, but it has a soundtrack from um, composer Hans <laughs> Zimmler, whoever the heck he is. Ooh. They might as well have composer Dr. Dre on there for um, for those who mm-hmm. like hip hop. <laughs> and uh, mm-hmm. but the new BMW Icon boat um, um, just showed up for their 76 Cons Film Festival. I don't know why I'm promoting that because. Again, who cares? But anyway, I just wanted to say that for those mm. people who are thinking about having a boat. Now, mm-hmm. New York City is thinking again. So you know how New Orleans, I forgot how much New Orleans thinks a year. But you know, New, York, New Orleans is a big soup bowl. And that, that yeah. city has always... Have you, ever, have you ever been to New Orleans? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And, and Vanessa, Vanessa's probably been two billion times. But... New Orleans, I remember, what did you say, Vanessa? Did she say anything? Okay. So, New Orleans, um, I remember going in there and coming across Lake Pontchartrain Way and going straight down. Like, you know, you could see the water above your head. It scared me when I was little. But, anyway, it's constantly sinking and they're pumping water out of New Orleans. But here's the thing with New York City. New York City is sinking under the weight of its skyscrapers. So scientists says yes says that it that poses a bigger threat to New York City than climate change. The city is sinking at a rate of one to two meters per year. Oh, I'm sorry, millimeters. Meters is a lot. One to two millimeters per year, and uh, because of the skyscrapers. And again, that does may not sound bad, but different parts of New York City is dropping much faster. So with mm. climate change and the sea rising and the city sinking, you know what this is going to mean. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So just in wow. case, uh, yeah, that's not just happening. And all of our coastal cities have to watch out for flooding, especially most of Florida. <laughs> Florida is a swamp land to begin with. And, you know, uh, mm-hmm. New, Orleans, New Orleans is built on sediment from the Mississippi. So that's why there's no solid ground in New Orleans. Yeah. It's a big soup bowl. And it's um, mm. the sediment is just sediment from the Mississippi over, you know, hundreds of thousands of years just depositing in New York in New Orleans. So it's not stable mm. ground. There's no bedrock up under New Orleans. Mm. Or you have to go pretty far to hit bedrock. So, yeah. Mm. They probably should blow... Um, Build New Orleans on a slab. We have a mall that's built near um, a lake, and since they couldn't hit any rock bottom near that lake, they built the mall on a slab, so it technically floats. Mm. I'm sure, I'm sure they didn't have that technology back New Orleans times, but uh, yeah, you can do it. You can build you can build something that floats a little bit. So in the earthquake, that's probably the safest place to be. Because it's not anchored to the ground. So that's mm. All right. Now, a teacher of the year 
um, in Southern California has been accused of having um, relations with a six-year-old student in Southern California. It's the oh, same school in less than 10 years. So a California teacher from... Hey, Jerome, uh, a teacher did what? What you say? What, what, what? She slept, she slept what? with a student. That's what it is. So Tracy Vandal um, her. Hurst, I think, she's 38, has been arrested on allegations of, of engaged in uh, sexual activity with a student. She was the teacher of the year of 2017. <laughs> so here's what's really funny about white stories. You can, I, I didn't even have to play black or white, but anytime a white person is accused of something, they always mention their accomplishments first, like a teacher yeah. of the year. Yeah. Some guy who was in the Marine killed somebody. Right, like they mm-hmm. did their accomplishments first, and when they're black, mm-hmm. they be like, "This weed smoking dude shot up something." <laughs> like they do the negative <laughs> for black people. But mm-hmm. since she was teacher of the year, well, she slept with a student, so I don't know how that sways in your head whether she's uh, mm. should be forgiven or not. But I think she's she's like a mother of two. She has like two a couple of kids, and um, you know, I I know we get in trouble for this as guys, but. When we think about, we don't think of teachers as objects like that. But these girls, these women are young to be sleeping with their students. They think they're, mm-hmm. they're replaying their own high school um, life, right? It was like I was never able to get the cute guy in high school, but now I'm going back. It's really yeah. weird to see young women messing with, with, teach, with um, students. All of my teachers... We're probably 90 when I was in elementary school. I'm just joking. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. 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 Like, no. Nope. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Isn't that, isn't that weird? We're not jealous. I'm just saying. You would never. We never thought of looking at our teachers that way. It's weird. Anyway. <laughs> sign wow. of the times. I should play that Prince music as a bed, right? <laughs> just a sign <laughs> of the times. <laughs> <No>. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Now, um, they're saying that more workers than ever are using marijuana. And they're saying the rates of people um, smoking marijuana has spiked to 54% across industries over the past five years from a rate from 2.8% of workers. So it went from 2.8% to 54%. Mm-hmm. Man, I keep forgetting it. For you to send uh, that Nate dog clip. <laughs> so uh, they said 2.8 percent of their workers are testing positive um, for marijuana in 2018, and now it's um, 4.3 percent in 2022. People working uh, in both the food service and accommodations industry, as well as the retail sector, are most likely to use cannabis in some form. Does that surprise you? Have you ever seen nope. how food service workers are treated? Did somebody better smoke mm-hmm. weed, I'm just, like smoke something before they go to work <laughs> to deal with these crazy people, right? Look, man, I, I, I you know something, man. I, uh, they, they told me that they, they need people to go back to work, so they're paying some big money for you to go back to work to sit there and watch machines, man, right? So mm-hmm. I signed up for it, but I had to take a drug test, man. So I was like, hey, I'll be back in a month. 
They're like, well, let me. Uh, yeah, yeah, give me a minute yeah. and let me find some. Yeah. Go, go, go get some milk thistle, by the way, is what does that. Milk thistle cleans okay. the system. Yeah, yes. Okay. You can get it in a tea form or a tenure, but it'll it'll cleanse your liver, so that's where all of that stuff is sitting. But you know, hey, they do well, weed tests. Send me the text message, bro. I, I will do that. It's called a milk thistle. It's a, it's a plant, so I will send that to you. But yeah, yeah, it'll it'll help with allergies. It'll help cleanse your liver for people who have like sinuses and stuff, or hay fever, or any kind of allergies like that. That's what you use. You you only have to do it once a year. But one year, I went into one of the nature food stores or something. And I was looking for milk thistle because I have um, hay fever. I have allergies. And um, the guy asked me, hey, do you lift weights? And I said, no. He goes, well, because a lot of bodybuilders come in here and get milk thistle because it cleans your blood so they can't check them and, um, you know, for drug testing. I didn't know they were using it for that, but I know it does clean your blood. So, yep, that's that's a known unknown in the bodybuilding world, apparently, <laughs> that people actually use mm. milk vessels to clean, clean their blood. So we'll have to... We'll have to put that on the on, on the um, on our watch list. Mm-hmm. Please, that's for sure. Yep. Now, Spirit Airlines refused to let a family board from L.A. to Puerto Rico because their toddler didn't have a passport. Now, <laughs> did they know? Did they know that Puerto Rico is an American? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't fly Spirit, but how dumb could you be to not know that you're that Puerto Rico is still in the United States. Mm. But they, my, they denied the border. My brother, I, I, I got one better. They, they, uh, wait, they, I'm, they I'm getting dressed. Wait, what? They wouldn't let, because a child, a baby, a, a, didn't have a passport. A, nobody needs a passport. A, yeah, but again, nobody needs a passport. <laughs> the moral of the story is, don't fly Sprint Spirit Airlines. <laughs> <laughs> My brother, I'm going to give you one bet. I'm going to give you one bet. Hertz denied a Puerto Rican citizen uh, renting a car because they said they wouldn't accept the license from him because it wasn't a U.S. license. They didn't have a green card? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, Puerto Rico to the United States. What are you talking oh about? Oh, my See? Again, you need to put civics and uh, and social studies back in school. You should at least learn geography. You should at least know. There's something called the U.S. Virgin Islands, Guam. Those are still U.S. territories. You don't need a passport. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know anybody who works for Spirit Airlines, but if you do, could you please uh, send us a copy of your training manual? Because <laughs> that's crazy. In <laughs> <laughs> just a, wow, a slight. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a there's airlines. I know it's cheap, but I think there's I don't there's something about me and discount airlines. I can't really mess with them. I, I mm. always hear that's crazy. That they wouldn't let a toddler on a plane. You know, wow. I would ask Vanessa some crazy airline stories, but we're not going to do that to her. Today's church day. 
I'm not watching cussing. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. anyway. Now, okay, speaking of that, so this, um, a flight is attended from, um, what is it, KLM, which is, I guess they partner with Northwest KLM. Um, this woman, Esther um, Sturrus, she's 22, been a flight attendant since 2019. She revealed uh, her routine when she goes into a hotel for the first time, that she checks for spy cameras. Now, that's a sign of the times, too, that when you go into mm-hmm. hotels, you have to check for spy cameras. Mm. So she, she put up a TikTok video, which has almost 4 million views, and explained what she does, and she captioned her video, what I do when um, I come into a hotel room. Um, and so she said she checked for hidden cameras. So... She begins checking the mirrors in the bathroom. She does this by pressing against the glass to see if it, if anything shows up. And if there's any, I don't know what this is, if there is a band in the glass. I don't know what that means, but you might have to watch her TikTok. Um, she also checks the shower, um, the fire alarm edges, and she scans them with her with the light from her phone to see if there's a reflection back. You can do that to a mirror, too. Mm. There's no reflection, right. you know. There's something um, amiss. So she also says that uh, she goes behind the curtains, looks inside the drawers and the television. Um, but isn't that that's a lot of work, boy? Because there's reports mm-hmm. of people being in Airbnb. Comment on and, that since I did that for 20 years. You, oh, um, well, you would do that too. Go being on cruise ships, checking any room. Let that me let me, do, first, let me tell you this. So mm-hmm. so. First thing I do is, and I did back then, is sanitize. First thing I do is I mm-hmm. wipe the remote control, the telephone, the dresser, the night switch, the water faucet, the toilet, stew, plusher. And, and then sometimes you don't get but five hours of sleep because your flights are delayed. I ain't got time to see who peeping through a hole to see me <laughs> sleep or wipe my cootie or make up my face because I'm going to sleep in my makeup. So that flight attendant was just trying to do a TikTok video because the average flight attendant ain't got time to do that. And let's say that the flight attendant had 15, 18 hours in a city. That's what that flight attendant is doing, laying out her clothes for the next morning so she can either go drink, find a casino, or go shopping. Ain't nobody got time for that, so I don't believe none of that. None of that. We ain't got time for that. We don't have time for that. Because you, but so what? What are you doing in your room that you care if somebody is peeping in on you? What she needs to be doing is putting cans up to her door so somebody's room key happens to fit her door and they don't walk in on her. That's what she needs to be doing is safety measures so can't nobody come in there in the middle of the night on her instead of worried about who's peeping through a hole on her. Oh, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. (laughs) Okay, so Vanessa. We often show our age and you showing yours because I'm telling you, when you, we don't care. No, I'm just saying our generation don't yeah, give don't a rat. About like, she's 22, so she's like her feeling violated thing is a whole on a different oh, level. Oh, my God. I'm just saying because of technology. Like they have technology things to worry about more than, than we did. But we're like, And hey. I don't know why you make it seem like it was so long ago, Jerome. I've only been uh, retired for four years. No, I'm not saying that it's so long, though. 
I, I remember watching stuff where people who are Gen X, Gen Z, and there are different things that folks are used to or not used to. Like, we did not give a rat. Like, when, when um, Cause I don't you know, give a rat. Right. I'm just saying, like, our generation really does not care when it comes down to, like, like I was on, when I went on a retreat with some college students, they were really asking me a bunch of questions, uh, especially the males, because males right now are depressive. Young men are depressive because they have more things to worry about now than they ever have. So guys get called toxic for little crazy stuff. They're getting set up by people doing TikTok all day long. They can be called a toxic male for just telling some girl that she like her or smiling at them or something. Like, they have more stuff that's going on. And I said to him, sorry I can't relate to this because if I like some, someone and I said hi to them and they looked at me crazy, I would not care. See, that's an age thing. Those guys are affected because of their self-esteem is tied into how people see them when you're young. And so... I'm like, I can care less, right? You know, it's like, we, yeah, we move a little bit differently when you're like, been there, done that. You know, we don't care. Trust me. So, yeah. Dude, when I went to Vegas, right, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'll tell this story real quick. I was in Vegas, and uh, we went, me and one of the partners went to a bar, right? And this young young Mm -hmm. girl, she's, she's, She's talking trash to me. I'm talking a little trash back to her. So she said, okay, so how do you want your drink? You want it meat? I was like, nope. And then she says, well, how do you want it then? I said, well, if I want it meat, baby, I want it with ice in it. Wouldn't you say so? <laughs> so she looked at me, and then we, me and my partner ordered some food, right? And then we ordered mm-hmm. food before everybody else. And everybody else is getting their food. I was like, baby girl, what's going on with our food? She stood away mm-hmm. from me, man. She stayed away from me. And you know what this woman said to me? She said, I don't like being around people that bully me. I was like, right. and I asked my partner, I said, hey, man, did I bully her? He's like, brother, no, you did not bully her. But he, did, right. he made the joke. He's like, hey, hey, remember, he was the one that bullied you. Will you make my joint next time? I was like, <laughs> you bastard. Right. But it's because, like it's because I young yeah, it's because young girls are get to be a little bit more sensitive than boys do, right? You feel yeah. bullied because somebody told you no, but you can look at yeah. a guy and be like, I want no broke man. That's not bullying to yeah. somebody who don't have no money, right? Like, right. like they, they can't see the difference in that. So she has a job. She's working for tips probably. So technically, when someone asks you to do something, or just serve them and be out. Like, because that's what right. you're, you're server. And uh, I'm not mm-hmm. saying anybody has to be mean to you, but being overly sensitive, these these guys are really overly sensitive to what, how they can throw a charge against you, like bullying, just by them having their feelings hurt. Having your feelings hurt is not being bullied. Because right, you, man, you don't I, have I, right to say or do anybody any kind of one. I apologize. Did you? So I was like, you know what? I thought I said, look, baby girl, I apologize to you if you felt that way. I never want to feel that. I don't know. I don't want anybody ever to feel bullied. But I apologize to you. And, uh, you know, I'm good. You know, <laughs> in the words of in the words of Chris Tucker, I'd have been like, sit your sensitive ass down and get me another waitress. Because, <laughs> you know, again, the, real, the reality of us 
is that nobody goes out to arbitrarily demean anyone else. But for black folks, white folks sometimes have a tendency to get really sensitive towards the, oh, it was your tone. Or it was, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. um, I think they need to own it. We have to stop apologizing to, um, to people for them being sensitive towards us. You know, one of the um, one of the other people who were who was doing a seminar, um, his whole not his whole seminar, but he actually kind of talked about this with the students. And he said, when I was younger, when I was your age, I was really sensitive to white women tears. He said, literally, if something happened, I'd be like, hey, are you good? You know, blah blah blah. He said, now he's a professor uh, and he's a teaches at a university. And he said, I don't do that anymore. He said, I can care less. He said, he found himself, when he would tell the story about his own life, um, he would catch white females crying and be like, I feel so bad. He's like, why are you crying? Like, I can't pacify you for something that happened to me. So sometimes when it comes down to it, people feel like you're bullying them because they're in their feelings. And so we kind of have to change the narrative. I'm not saying that they should not feel like they feel. You have a right to feel any kind of way. But for us, mm-hmm. we can't keep apologizing for them feeling bad about their in their own feelings. You know, it's like yeah. we were just saying about talking about slavery and all this other stuff. The, you know, Republican folks are like, we don't want our kids to feel bad. Well, you, um, you, you hung people. You made them work. King Leopold cut off people's limbs. Um the pilgrims dug up Native Americans and ate them because they didn't have any food. Like, whatever it takes us to tell the truth is kind of your issue for the things that you've done. You might want to explain that to your children, that that's the lineage that you came from. But that's not our problem to make sure that you feel good about the dirt that you did. You know? Mm. So, yeah, that is a, that is always an issue. Mm. So, didn't mean didn't mean to bring that down on a somber note or anything, but... Uh, no, I mean, it, 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 it was cool, man. And I was like, okay, baby girl, you know, I was like, man, you felt bullied. I'm, uh, you know, I'm, <laughs> I feel bad that you did, but uh, I'm good. No oh, thanks. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. You know, and that that's unfortunate that people are so overly sensitive towards it. And this is where that whole Democrat-Republican thing kind of falls apart for me. Because the Republicans mm-hmm. are acting as Democrats are too sensitive. And what we know is that it's Europeans that's too sensitive. So the Republicans are, mm-hmm. like, flinging back because they feel some kind of way about hearing the truth. But they're blaming you for right. saying the truth. It's a, it's a mm-hmm. weird construct, you know, for all of this. But anyway, you know, actually, I meant to, to cover these a couple of things. There's two things that was in court um, that I want to mention. American Airlines and JetBlue must end their partnership, according to a federal judge in Massachusetts who ruled on Friday, finding that the Northeast Alliance violates federal antitrust law. So after considering evidence that was presented through a month-long trial, it was a bench trial is where you get the, the judge to rule opposed to having a jury. Um, they had two dozen witnesses, 3,600 pages of child 
um, trial transcript and 50 <laughs> exhibits uh, and, and more than 2,700 pages of dispositions um, and 17 witnesses, and they still lost, right? Wow. So, yeah, they said it violated the Sherman Act. I don't know what the Sherman Act is, but apparently JetBlue and American Airlines flying out of New York City would share the same route, so they would share um, um, cabin space. So I guess they probably kept the prices pretty high from flying out of New York City with those two. And they're saying wow. the partnership has to yeah. Artificially and probably inflating prices. But so we broke that up, even though they're still two separate airlines, but their alliance out of flying out of New York probably, you know, violated the Sherman Act is what it says. So a federal court in Louisiana rejected a Justin Parrish sheriff's argument that he cannot be personally held liable for the death of an autistic teenager who was suffocated by deputies outside of a laser tag center. So... Though he was not physically present at the scene of the 16-year-old's death, the Fifth Circuit has held that the police supervisors can be liable for the failure to adapt police um, policies and to supervise their or train their subordinates. Now, if that case goes to the Supreme Court, that will scare every police department in this country. Mm-hmm. Because when you get pulled over, you can ask for a supervisor. Right, so you can have a regular patrolman, but it is your supervisor's responsibility or their supervisor's responsibility to know the law, not the patrolman. They're just guessing. That's why they keep asking questions. Where are you going? How long have you been out? Mm-hmm. Is this your car? Because right. they're trying to get you to incriminate yourself with some law that they know. But if you ask for a supervisor, the supervisor is like you can't ask them questions like that. You you have to have a reason mm-hmm. for somebody over right. so it's just right. it's responsible this federal court ruled that even though your supervisor is not physically present that they are now liable for the failure for their subordinates to adapt policies mm. that is big so mm. hopefully that makes you know national news at some point to say listen we need to <laughs> We need to change our police policies because now we are being personally liable. Wow. Yeah. Yep. Now, an Arkansas prosecutor and mother of two is accused of actively working to protect her pedophile uncle who committed hundreds (laughs) of sex acts and dozens of prepubescent girls. So, Barry Walker in October 2022, pled guilty to sexually abusing 31 young girls. And his niece, Jana Jana Bradford, a prosecutor, is now named in a lawsuit alleging that she and others shielded him from prosecution. This is in Arkansas. I'd like to remind you, a red state. No, I'm just joking. I just thought I'd throw that out there. Because you know what? They're covering for each other. Yep. Now, um, you know, a CNBC female reporter, um, Hadley Gamble, whose affair with Universal NBC Universal CEO Jeff Shell, 
um, who caused this exit from the um, network um, has left the network. So she was 41, had an 11-year-old affair with this married guy, which ultimately led him to be ousted from the network. Mm. Jeez. Yeah, all of that stuff is going on behind the scenes of yours. <laughs> <laughs> this is the NBC. This is, well, it's still NBC Universal, so. But she's a, she was a female reporter for CNBC. I'm not going to comment on that because there's a, I'm not going to get in trouble on a Sunday. I'm just going to let that go. All right. So, now, if you have a um, $100,000 lying around someplace, um, there's this tiny West Texas town that has survived two powerful earthquakes is on the market. It is $100,000, less than the average price of a home in that same area. It has an old motel, a post office, a gas station, and a restaurant intact. It's located 130 miles southeast of El Paso, which is 57 miles uh, away from uh, the city of Marfa. That was a ghost town. And it's only 100 grand? Lobo. Huh? It's only 100,000? It's only 100,000. Wow. So, you know... Mm. Jay-Z and Beyonce, which has been reported in the news, have bought the the, um, the most expensive property in California. It was like $200 million. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The escrow on something like that could have bought this little ghost town. And so I say, yeah. <laughs> if I had that kind of loot, buy a small, a small little town and build mm-hmm. it up. Now, I can yeah. tell you, you're going to have to hire your own police department because if you build something like that up, somebody's going to try to take it. But anyway, that always um, makes me think about all the places in the United States that just have nobody in them. So if the yeah. Republicans are so scared of people coming over the um, over the border, send them to a ghost town. <laughs> like here, build it have up. You, have, you, have you seen what's happening in Florida? No. <laughs> the, the, uh, the immigrant workers? Dude, all the building has stopped in Florida. All the fruit has stopped being picked in Florida. All this stuff that's, is happening right now. So yeah, the migrants was like, since so y'all said we're taking your jobs, and you can hear your jobs go. Take them. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. So what wow. so now you're going to get mad? Remember the pandemic. People were complaining, it, and I remember Vanessa did. Because Vanessa was like, oh, we can't get any people who, who are service workers. Like, these restaurants can't hire. Like, that was a bad thing. And I, my response was, pay them more money. They're like, these That's people it. don't want to work. Like, they don't want to work for that little bit of money no more because they have more options. So right. If you want to change the condition on the ground, pay people more money. But Do you yeah. know how many restaurants I go to now, and I'll see that, where it's like, okay, uh, we're hiring, we're hiring, we're hiring. And too much, man, I ain't think you ain't made kind of money, dog. So pay me some money. Right. Right, yeah. I think a lot of them still have that problem because, you know, people are finding bigger and better things to do. And I know the restaurant mm-hmm. is complaining, but I look at it like this. Would you, uh, are you um, hiring for volume or for service quality? Hmm. Because even if you go into a place like, Costco's, the workers treat you a whole lot better than they would if you were in Walmart. 
The people yeah. at Costco get paid a lot more money than Walmart employees. Mm-hmm. They sure do. So they're, yep, they're a lot more helpful. They're like, hey, what you mm-hmm. mean? <laughs> right? Like, they mm-hmm. do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now, a story that I, I didn't do last time was this father is sparking a little controversy in what they're calling fury, but I don't think it's that bad. After he real, reveals that he changed the name of his adopted son after seven years when his wife got pregnant with his own biological top child. So he changed the, what? the adopted child's name. Yes, he changed the adopted child's name so he wanted to give it to his own biological child. Mm. He said it was better to give his biological son the family name, and now uh, they deleted the post that he put out there after he got a backlash. Wow. Yeah, yeah, I don't even know what to think about that story. But I know we didn't talk about it before. (laughs) We we should do a whole series on right and wrong. Like, what do you You think? Right right or wrong that they actually did something. Yeah, that's kind of mean. The child had the name for seven years. Wow. Like, no, I'm giving it to somebody else. Wow. You know, it, <laughs> I know, I'm almost feeling bad for laughing at this. I'm like, I don't, I don't know how to feel about it. Like, wow. wow. A, a lot of people have, yeah, a lot of people have somebody's name that they were adopting to the family and changed their name. But that just Not almost means like... <laughs> It almost means like they didn't vet him well enough before they let him adopt the child. Really? <laughs> you know, that's what it sounds like to me. Now, uh, mm. research from the American Cancer Society has found that the death rate from cancer has fallen in all 435 congressional districts since the 90s. Amongst men, overall, the dip was from 20 to 45% in each district, and among women, it was down from 10 to 40%. So colon, uh, so lung, colon, and breast cancer in women and prostate cancer in men has saw the surface decline um, is what the data is showing. So researchers said the, fig- the figures are good news, and it just kind of shows that we have better treatment, I think. But the cities tend to see the greater improvement in cancer rate um, fatalities is in rural areas. So mm. apparently there's more... Um, more services in rural areas, but or the treatments are getting better. Yeah, right. it reminds me of that, that Chris Rock joke that um, you know it, nobody's curing cancer; they're just getting you to live longer with it. You mm-hmm. know, it's like most diseases. And I honestly, I can't help but be a little cynical to think that people are—they're doing that on purpose because the the profit. In the treatment and not in the cure. Exactly. Because so. you know, yeah. it, you know, they, 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 it's a, it's a full round robin if you think about it. Because if you think about it, the food that they give us, right? We call mm-hmm. it cancer, and then, and then all of a sudden, right. here you, you got to be treated for cancer. And and everybody can talk crash about uh, uh, what's that clown's name? Uh, that Microsoft guy, Bill Gates. He's Bill behind Gates. me. He's behind. Right. So, Why is that dude buying up yeah. farmland? Right. Exactly. 
He's behind it. Yeah. And, and you know, you, you got to realize, man, it, it, it's a game if these people are playing with you, man. They're trying to get They don't get a damn if you get sick. They're hoping you get sick. I bet, he, I bet he'll eat the same food we do. I bet you that much. Yeah. But you know what? You know what's interesting about that is just talking about the Rockefeller family and the and the Ford Foundation and all of these guys who will manipulate stuff from capitalism side. Like we take pride in being capitalists in this country, and you'll find out the robber bearing class is really doing harm to people. Mm-hmm. You know, because it was the, it was the Rockefeller Foundation who created this um, the general synopsis of our world wars. Right, and in that history books are, are like written off of. It uses that as a guide, but they took out all the companies that were profiting from the Germans, like Standard Oil, right, which is the Rockefellers. They um, were supplying oil to the German um, tanks and all those. They used this refined diesel oil that was the Rockefellers' German subsidiary. So they're making all this money from the war. The Bush family, you know, George W. Bush's grandfather or something, ran a bank where the Germans was putting, in New York City, where they were putting all their money in, um, IBM and, I mean, Siemens, who, you know, rail cars during the Holocaust, they were actually, you know, using IBM cars to track how many people were going into those concentration camps. Like, they wiped out all of American companies that had something to do with the German success. And um, <laughs> and killing all those people. Wow, yeah, that's true. Again, you're talking about critical race theory. People don't want you to know history. History is more mm-hmm. problematic. And you know, I, honestly, yeah. I think that's why they want to get rid of TikTok. If you've yeah. ever watched TikTok, TikTok has so many things that people are doing these clips about history, and they're showing articles and news articles and this that. And I think Facebook would regulate that stuff and wipe it out and um, all these other platforms. I don't think they would allow it. But TikTok is allowing people the freedom to say some things that um, other platforms in the U.S. probably wouldn't do. So I think that's the real reason for getting rid of something like TikTok. Right. Yeah, because you can get too much information from there. Mm. Now, um, an, an FBI investigation into more than a dozen police officers in Northern California community, in a, in a Northern California community, revealed that text referring to black people as circus monkeys and gorillas was prominent through like this um, this one particular police department. So documents released by investigators showed 17 officers in Antioch sending or receiving racist messages. Messages including threats of violence against the city's own mayor, um, Lamar Thorpe, who is black. So, Antioch officer John Ramirez wrote in a text on June 2020 as protests were erupting over the death of George Floyd, I'll buy some, someone a prime dinner, a prime rib dinner at the House of Prime Ribs for 40. Um, um, at the House of Prime Ribs to 40 that MF store, talking mm. about killing the mayor of their town. And the phrase 40 wow. is is um, someone used for slang for a handgun, a 40 millimeter. So he was saying, if you kill the mayor, I'll buy somebody a prime dinner. Yeah, I saw that story. Yes. 
Yeah. And then the man got yeah, upset. He's like, hey, you want to bring it on? Bring it on. Oh, yeah, he's an Adam. Yeah. 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 Oh, we, yeah. yeah. Mm. Yeah, and we keep yeah, being, being surprised. Yeah, we keep being surprised that we have all these police officers that hate black people. I'm like, I don't know what's surprising mm-hmm. about this. But hey, ah. hey, real quick, I, we got ten seconds left. I don't know if this is gonna cut off or not because I don't know if you got this set up late. But no, nope, we're out. I don't. We're out. That was it. Okay. That's all I had. <laughs> okay. All right, man. Well, I'll, I'll see you next week, bro. All right. All see right. you guys next week. All right. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Later. Later. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.